We see a fishing boat with three men who have been drinking all night. They laugh, swapping stories back and forth, and enjoy the night. That is, until a secret slips, and we learn that one man is sleeping with another's wife. The two fight, and the third tries to break them apart as something hits their boat. It keeps coming back, hitting the boat over and over as one man goes for the radio. Coast Guard, this is the Orca. Do you read me? Four and a half miles due east of Enemy Isle. This is an official distress call. Over. There is no response, and for the next two minutes and 34 seconds, the three men are under attack. They finally get a look at what's attacking them as they try the radio again. Coast Guard, this is the Orca again. We need you out here now. The boat is under attack. It's a great white. Over. Roger that, says the Coast Guard. ETA, 15 minutes. Over. In 15 minutes, we'll be fucking shark bait. As the ship is being ripped apart, the two men fighting tried to make amends, struggling to stay afloat. As they get a look at the shark attacking them, they realize something. They'll need a bigger boat. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Cryptozoomology. I'm Kyle. Love it! <laughs> I know what song that's from. <laughs> Hi, guys. I'm glad. <laughs> and I'm a fan of ice cream. I worked really hard. <laughs> I worked really hard on that opening. And Good. fucking Drew isn't here to appreciate it. Yeah, uh, listeners, Drew's not here. He had to work, so... He's going to miss this episode. And I know some of y'all are sitting there going, wait, I thought this week was the monster movie pitch. Uh, we decided to move that to next week because I got my work schedule and we realized I'm off next Wednesday. So instead of trying to rush the monster movie episode, we I think y'all be happy time. with us. I think y'all be happy with us being able to take our time and have some fun with it. So... Yeah, I, we're doing that. I was going to say, Go I hope they won't be in a pissy mood now next Wednesday. Nah, you're fine, love. Uh, right. Yeah, Lauren has had a stressful day at work, so she's just going to kind of be here today. I'm going to go through my notes. Um, so just know if Lorna doesn't talk as much as usual, she's just kind of vibing today, and that's all right. Hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> I also Do you have remember Ash that? <laughs> the little three-eyed monkey. Yes. Yes. Jimmy Neutron. I loved Jimmy Neutron. Jimmy Neutron. That's probably like totally off key, but I don't even care. <laughs> but uh yes, next week we are gonna do the monster movie pitch because then hopefully all three of us will be here. And we won't have to rush it. We can take time and have fun with it. Hell yeah, motherfuckers. 
So instead, oh Jesus, Ash got the zoomies. She gone. Uh, so instead, today I am going to talk about uh, the 1916 New Jersey shark attacks, continuing my Maneater series. And there was a lot more notes than I thought for this one. Like, I didn't get my notes finished and, and uh, condensed down until a couple hours ago. I think I messaged you and said they were done. I think so. I had just gotten home, so it was around five. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Oh, hang on. My phone's trying to go dim. Let me get my brightness turned back up. And I have no idea where Ash went. She, she got the zoomies and she's gone. But, and hopefully, uh, since this story takes place in New Jersey and a lot of the names are American, I should have an easier time reading it. Yay. <laughs> you ready? Ready. And what do you want to uh, myself so you can talk? Okay. Let's go. Saturday, July 1st, 1916. The first major attack occur occurred at Beach Haven, a resort town established on Long Beach Island off the southern coast of New Jersey. Charles Vincent, 28, was on vacation at the Eagleside Hotel with his family. Before dinner, uh, Vincent, I think I said his name wrong a second ago, decided to take a quick swim in the Atlantic with a retriever dog that was playing on the beach. Shortly after entering the water, Vincent began screaming. Uh, beach bathers believed he was calling to the dog, but, the sh but a shark had actually started biting into his legs. He was rescued by lifeguard Alexander Oot and bystander uh, Sheridan Taylor who claimed the shark followed him to shore as they pulled the bleeding man from the water. What? He must have been extra tasty. <laughs> Why is he so spicy? Why is he so spicy? <laughs> oh, hi, Ash. Oh, bye, Ash. <laughs> <laughs> At 6.45 p.m., Vincent... Uh, Jesus, chill, kitty cat. 6.45 p.m. <laughs> That's your man-eater. Yeah, she's on the hunt for something. Uh, Vincent bled to death on the manager's desk of Eagleside Hotel. His left thigh was stripped of its flesh. Mm. Holy shit. That's a... That's a hell of an intro. Um, Thursday. You know, Go ahead. Uh, that, that's, that's what we call official laying. <laughs> <laughs> the shark just wanted num nums. Yeah. Thursday, July 6th. Despite the Vincent attack, he just looked, fuck, Ash. Damn. She just appeared and attacked me and ran off. What are you... She's everywhere. She's looking out the windows. I think there's a bird out there. <sighs> Little monstrosity. You love her. 
I do. Uh, despite the Vance attack, beaches along the Jersey Shore remained open, with sightings of large sharks swimming off the coast of New Jersey uh, being reported by sea captains entering the port, but were quickly dismissed. The second major attack occurred at a resort town of Spring Lake, New Jersey, which is about 45 miles north of Beach Haven. The victim was Charles Bruder, 27, a Swiss bail captain at the Essex and Sexus Hotel. Which, damn, that's a fun uh, hotel name to say. Uh -huh. Essex and Sexus. <laughs> All right. Uh, Charles was attacked while swimming 130 yards from shore when a shark bit into his abdomen and severed both of his legs, uh, his bleeding turning the water red. Oof! After hearing screams, a woman notified two lifeguards that a canoe with a red hull had capsized and was floating just at the water's surface. Lifeguards Chris Anderson and George White rowed to uh, Charles in a lifeboat and realized he had been bitten by a shark. They pulled him from the water, but he had bled to death on the way to shore. According to the New York Times, women were panic-stricken and fainted as Charles' mutilated body was brought ashore. Oh. Guest and... Uh. <laughs> Guests and workers at the Essex and Sexus and other neighboring hotels raised money for uh, Charles's mother in Switzerland. Which, oh, that's very nice of them. That's very nice of them, but women see more blood than men. It is true. That is very, very true. This whole, oh my god, blood, I'm going to faint. Oh, no, is bullshit. That pisses me off. It's the same thing, it's the same issue I have with corsets. If you're wearing the right size, the right shape for yourself, it's not going to be like, oh, this corset hurts so much. Corsets are not made to be fucking, like, painful. They're not made to, like, choke you. Well. No. Mm -hmm. No, that's no. other things. <laughs> no. We need to save this section. We need to save those jokes for next episode. Episode 69. Nice. Nice. Uh, July 8, 1916. A press conference was covered at the American Museum of Natural History with scientists Frederick Lucas, John Treadwell Nicholas, and Robert Murphy as panelists. To calm the growing panic, the three men stressed that a third run-in with a shark was highly unlikely, and although they admitted they were surprised that the sharks bit anyone at all. Nevertheless, Nicholas, the only ichiologist, which uh, for our listeners is the study of fish and sharks, uh, I love that word. Ichthyologist. Ichthyologist. Theology. It's so good. Uh, he warned swimmers to stay close to the shore and take advantage of 
the netted bathing areas installed in public beaches after the first attack. But again, they highly doubt a third attack would happen. They highly Wednesday, doubt. <laughs> Wednesday, July 12th, the next two major attacks. <laughs> the shark heard them and was like, you know what? Fuck you. Challenge accepted. <laughs> the next two major attacks took place in the in Mantawan Creek near the town of Keyport, located 30 miles uh, north of Spring Lake and inland of Wrighton Bay. Uh, Matawan resembled a Midwestern town and more than a uh, Atlantic beach resort, making it unlikely for the site of an interaction between sharks and human. Huh. When Thomas Cottrell, a sea captain and resident of the town, spotted an eight-foot-long shark in the creek, he went to warn the townspeople and was quickly dismissed. Because, you know... What size shark in the creek? Eight foot. Damn! That's bigger than me! I mean, so is Ash, but... <laughs> no, she tiny baby. She is a tiny baby, and I don't know where she is. After her last... My last run-in, she took off. She's waiting. Uh -oh. But yeah, he was quickly dismissed because, you know, sea captains don't know what a shark is. They've there's never a shark seen a in the creek. Before. No, there's not. No, there's not. Uh, you in the lost town's your defense, mind. <laughs> in the town's defense, there is something kind of later in the uh, notes that explain, explain why everyone was kind of chill about it. But uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Okay. Around 2 o'clock p.m., a group of local boys, including Lester Steelwell, who was 11, was playing in the creek together. Uh, trigger warning for all of our listeners. Uh, things are about to get a little sad. So, yeah. One of the boys had brought along his pet dog, which was swimming with them as well. At an area called Wake Off Dock, which took a lot of practice not to combine that into Wake Off, they saw what appeared to be an old black weather-beaten board or weathered log. When a dorsal fin broke the water, the boys realized it was a shark. Lester was quickly pulled under the water before he could climb out of the creek. The boys ran to town for help, and several men came to investigate, including local businessman Watson Stanley Fisher, 24. Fisher, <laughs> because it's a shark story, and other <laughs> divine. <laughs> I was so happy when I saw someone's name was Fisher. I was Boy. like, yes. Huzzah! Fisher and others 
uh, dived into the creek to find Lester, believing him to have suffered a seizure. After locating the boy's body, they attempted to bring it to shore, only to lose it when Fisher was attacked by the shark in front of the town people. What the fuck? <laughs> the, shark was, the shark heard someone say, hey, Fisher, come here. Fish? Fish? I like fish. I Ooh. like the fish. But, but no. Fish are friends, not food. Uh, okay, small tangent. Did you know Finding Nemo has a post credit scene? Wait, what? Apparently, um, and I just learned about this. What? I didn't know about this. Phone? The little, the little fish that they took to the shark meeting that was hanging out with the, uh, not the hammerhead shark, but the other one. Was it uh -huh. a hammerhead that was in the group? Whichever. Uh, yeah, that little shaky fish. Uh, in a post credit scene, you see him swimming. And then you see the light from the angler fish. That the, yeah, they see you see the light of the angler fish appear, and then the angler fish starts glowing like he did when he was attacking uh, Dory and Marlin. Merlin. As, Marlin. Marlin. Mm -hmm. And then, like the little fish, grew a giant jaw and ate the angler fish. <laughs> I am now convinced. That was not a fish friend. That was a predator going through therapy. That was a mimic. <laughs> it was a mimic fish. It was a mimic. <laughs> well, the angler oh. fish should have used potatoes. <laughs> uh, oh, that was a fun episode. First it was session a fun season. session. <laughs> Because we didn't really do anything but play. We record to record. Yeah. That's okay. I had fun. Uh, I gotta find where my next was. Oh, there it was. Uh, the shark attacked Fisher uh, in front of the townspeople. His right thigh was severely injured, and he bled to death at the Monmouth Memorial Hospital. Excuse me in Long Beach at 5.30 p.m. Lester's body was recovered 150 feet upstream from the Wayok Dock on July 14th. So they didn't find his body for like two more days. <clears throat> 30 minutes later. What the, the fuck? The fifth and final victim. Joseph Dunn, 14, of New York City, was attacked half a mile from Wayok Dock. The shark bit his left leg, but Dunn was rescued by his brother and a friend after a vicious tug-of-war battle with the shark. No, no! That shark Joseph was uh, not hungry or curious. That shark was pissed off or something. He was a man-eater. Mm -hmm. Joseph Dunn was taken to St. Patrick's University Hospital in New Brunswick, where he recovered and was released on September 15, 1916. So he's the only one to have survived the shark attack. 
<laughs> Good for him. Good for him. On July, this is this guy's tie. This next guy's title is fucking wild, and I love it. July fourteenth, Michael Seschler, a Harlem taxidermist and circus lion tamer, nice. caught. Yeah, uh, caught a seven and a half foot. 325-pound shark while fishing in uh, the nearby bay, only a few miles from the mouth of Matawan Creek. Dang. The shark... Yeah, yeah. The shark nearly sunk the boat uh, before Michael killed it with a broken oar. When he opened the shark's belly, he removed a, quote, suspicious fleshy material and bones that took up about two-thirds of a milk crate and together weighed 15 pounds. Oy. Scientists identified the shark as a young great white and the ingested remains as human. Michael mounted the shark and placed it on display in a window in a Manhattan shop on Broadway. But it was lost. No one has oh. any idea where it went. It was the only, It was straight up stolen. <laughs> the only surviving photograph appeared in the Bronx Home News. Uh, after this, no further attacks were reported along the Jersey Shore in the summer of 1916. And uh, Murphy... And Lucas declared the great white shark to be the Jersey man-eater. Huh. So that is the timeline. I have uh, some more notes about public reaction to these attacks. And a lot of these are kind of wild. <laughs> Go for it. So at first, after the Beach Haven incident, Scientists and the press kind of didn't take the shark story seriously. Uh, the New York Times reported that uh, Vincent was badly bitten in the surf by a fish, possibly a shark. They, uh. they, yeah. Still, State Fish Commissioner of Pennsylvania and former director of the of Philadelphia Aquarium, James M. Meehan. <laughs> I think that's how you say his last name. It's M-E-E-H-A-N. H-A-N. Meehan. Uh, had yeah, this yeah. to say. Despite the death of Charles Vanson and the report of two sharks having been caught in that vicinity recently, I do not believe there is any reason why people should hesitate to go swimming in the beaches for fear of man-eaters. The information in regarding the sharks is indefinite, and I hardly believe that Vincent was bitten by a man-eater. Vincent was in the surf playing with a dog, and it may be that a small shark had drifted in and high water 
and was marooned by the tide. Being unable to move quickly and without food, he had come in to bite the dog and snapped at the man in passing. No. No. I don't think so. So, the, the first part that kills me is, yeah, we saw two other sharks and a guy was killed by a shark. But don't worry, there's no sharks out there. It was just a one-time thing. It's fine. It's fine. Go swimming. Uh, right. He's all good. I hope you hurt For your me- dick. <laughs> Listener, she's doing? not talking to me. <laughs> no, I'm talking my husband's being a dork. Wave the fart towards you. Don't wave the fart towards me. Hi, Jeremy. Kyle says hello. I'll wave the fart towards him as well. You can wave the fart towards him. It's gonna take like days, but okay. <laughs> I just fart to and sent him in the mail. Oh, that's so kind of you. Right. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> Sorry. It's all good. It's just as bad as the girls. <laughs> uh, the media's response to the second attack was more sensational. Major American newspapers placed the story on the front page, and the New York Times headline read, Shark Kills Bather Off Jersey Beach. Uh. The growing panic caused New Jersey resort owners an estimated, oh, excuse me, $250,000 in lost tourism and sunbathing declined by 75% in some areas. I bet Um, it did. For for our listeners, in today's money, that would be about $6,200,000. Damn! So, a shark shark attack cost a little bit of money. Well, sunbathing's not good for you anyways. That is true. That is very true. But we are also creatures of the night. There. Still, sunbathing's not good for you. Uh, During the time of attack, shark sightings increased along the mid-Atlantic coast. Uh, On July 8th, armed motorboats patrolling the beach at at Spring Creek chased an animal they thought to be a shark and Asbury Park, Asbury Avenue Beach, dear God, that was a lot of words, was closed after lifeguard Benjamin Everham claimed to have beaten off a 12-foot-long shark with an oar. <laughs> no, no, we have to wait until the next episode for those shows. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Oh, a so shark's easy. coming! A shark's coming! I have an idea! <laughs> no! No! All I can think of is the joke on the Barbie movie! I'm gonna beat you off! No, I'm gonna beat you off! Nobody's beating anyone off! I can't wait to see that movie. Oh, oh yeah! We're going to show up in full golf. Two tickets for the Barbie movie, please. 
Fuck yes. Uh, actress Gretrude Hoffman was swimming at the Coney Island Beach shortly Excuse after. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. Excuse me. Oh, you're fine. Uh, shortly after the Matawan fatalities, when she claimed to have encountered a shark. The New York Times noted that Hoffman had the presence of mind to remember that she read in the New York Times. Wow, way to kind of search yourself in there, huh, buddy? Uh -huh. That a bather can, can scare away a shark by splashing, and she beat up the water furiously. I don't think you're supposed to do that. You're not even supposed to punch a shark. Well, don't punch a shark in the nose, at least. If you're going to go for a shark, go for, like, its gills. That's the most sensitive part. But don't punch a shark, because you know why? Because there's, there's two reasons. There's two reasons. One, think about how a shark's nose is shaped. You're going to scrape your hand along, and you're going to, like, it's going to slide right into the mouth. The next shark's just gonna go Hope. free dinner, and then and then also sharks have these things called dermal denticles, which are like heavy duty sandpaper and will fuck you up. So not only are you gonna like fuck up your knuckles on the way down, you're probably gonna get your hand bitten off because you punched inside the shark's mouth. Dun, 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 dun. More you know. Yeah, uh, listeners, shark experts say that if you encounter a shark in the water, the best thing to do is to keep your eyes on it and slowly swim uh, swim backwards away. If you have, like, uh, diving fins you at the end of your feet, you can use those to kind of act as, like, a barrier between you and the shark. But if you start splashing furiously... The shark's going to think you're struggling prey, and boom, you become food. You're, you're, you're going to get like real curious about you. Yeah. That they're going to think you're food. They're probably going to take a curiosity bite at you. And, you know, even if it's not a full attack bite, those teeth still hurt. Yeah. Even the little exploratory bites hurt. Yeah. So be careful. Uh, ah, set my down scrolled all the way back to the top. One second, let me get back to Hoffman. There she is. You made a fucky wucky. <laughs> uh, Hoffman was certain she was going to be devoured by the Jersey man eater. Oh, my. And then later, and then later admitted she wasn't sure whether her trouble was for nothing or had barely escaped death. So that was an innuendo. It, it was, but you know, <laughs> easy joke out of the way. I can kind of understand where she's coming from. If I see a shark, like back then, if I had seen a shark swimming towards me, oh shit, it's going to eat me. And then later on, like after the adrenaline wears off. Oh, well, maybe it wasn't. <laughs> maybe I overreacted. Yeah, it's possible. <laughs> Ugh. 
Ah, uh, go ahead. What? I'm good. Oh, I thought you were about to say something. No. Okay. No. Local New Jersey government. Ah, Facebook notification. Made efforts to protect bathers and the economy from man-eating sharks. The 4th Avenue Beach at Asbury Park was enclosed with steel wire mesh fence and patrolled by armed motorboats. It remained the only beach open following the... Oh, I think it was third attack. Let me double check. You know why? Why? Money, 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 money. Money. Because capitalism yeah, it, it was... and money and bullshit. Yeah, yeah. Damn bullshit. Yeah, after... Uh... Oh, it was the Fisher attack. Ah. Uh, after the Fisher attack on the attacks on Stellwell and Dunn, residents of Matawan lined Matawan Creek with nets and detonated dynamite in an attempt to catch and kill the shark. Wait, dynamite? Dynamite. Oy. Like. Oh. Listeners, if y'all listened to the uh, solo man-eater episode I did about Two-Toed Tom, y'all will remember that I think the farmer's name was Pete or something like that, would take moonshine jugs, fill them with dynamite, and throw them in the <laughs> lakes around his house. That's pretty much what these people were doing, except instead of one guy, it was a town of people. Ay, ay, ay. Also, how fucking easy was it to get dynamite back in the old days? It seems like everyone had it. Right? <laughs> I uh, want dynamite. Nah, let's go get some dynamite. It's over at the street corner store. Uh, what? <laughs> romantic date idea. You get some. You get some wine. You get some dynamite. You go to the local lake and you just throw the dynamite. Ba, ba, ba. Just don't get the two mixed up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, despite the town's efforts, no shark was captured or killed. <laughs> so they blew up the lake for nothing. They blew up the lake because they wanted to blow up the lake. Hey, okay, but in their defense, if I, had, if, if I had a lot of dynamite, I'd want to set it off too. I mean, it's it's just they're collecting dust. Fair. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, yawn. It's okay. You've had a busy day. But. Resort communities along the Jersey Shore uh, petitioned the federal government to aid local efforts to protect beaches and hunt sharks. The House of Representatives appointed $5,000, which is 
which today would be uh, $120,000 for eradicating the New Jersey shark threat. And President Woodrow Wilson scheduled a meeting with his cabinet to discuss the fatal shark attacks. No, nothing really came of the meeting. It was just a lot of uh, one side going, let's send the Coast Guard, and the other side going, nah, let's not do that. It's not send the Coast Guard. <laughs> uh, hundreds of sharks were captured on the East Coast as a result of the attacks, and this has later been described as the largest scale animal hunt in history. After the second incident, scientists and uh, public life uh, began presenting theories to explain which shark species was responsible for the Jersey Shore's attack, or whether it was multiple sharks involved, like the shark gang. Lucas, Lucas and Nicholas, the guys from the press conference, proposed that a northward swimming rogue shark was responsible. And for many years, it seemed like every other type of shark was blamed for the attack. However, the great white shark and the bull shark are the two most frequently cited. Makes sense. Yeah. Now, pro here's Here's the thing I was talking about earlier with everyone kind of being mellow about the sharks. Before this incident, uh, people believed sharks were, you know, kind of chill. They, they didn't have any reason to fear sharks. And then after this incident, sharks were turned into the uh, fearless ruthless man-eating machines that we quote-unquote see them as today. So this this is the event that turned sharks into uh, the big monsters that we believe them to be. Gotcha. Now we get to the fun part. The pulp culture. Gensu yeah. Titan. I don't know what you're supposed to say for a hiccup. Uh, nothing. She's rude, though. Do better. <laughs> or, shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> Just Why you don't hiccup. have new friends? Your mom doesn't love you. <laughs> hiccup, come on, man. Do better. <laughs> we don't have time for that. Bro, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Uh, I think I I think a lot of people know where this is going, but the biggest influence on pulp culture this story had was in 1974 when Peter Bitchley published Jaws, the novel about a rogue great white shark that terrorized the fictional Long Island coastal community of Amity. Then. That's the movie, but still. One second. That book was released in 1974. In 1975, Spielberg released the movie Jaws based off the book. Holy 
fuck, he got that movie out quick. Mm-hmm. Which mostly understandable because if I remember right, the shark's only seen in the last couple of minutes of the movie. Like we we do kind of like the evil dead cam through the whole movie as the shark. And then we don't actually see the big shark until like the end of the movie. Wasn't that it? Um, like you kind of see it here and there, but like face to face, it's we're gonna need a bigger boat. Yeah. Uh, the film is considered to be one of the best films ever made, which you know, yeah, it's not one of my favorites, but. Probably top 20 if I ranked movies. It, uh, it's been named AFI's number one horror movie several times. Yeah. And it is also considered the first blockbuster movie. Because if I remember right, uh, I don't have this in my notes. This part is just going straight from memory. I think movies were released at a certain time and they weren't done during summer because that's when, like, Oh, it's summer. The family's working on the farm, or they're out for picnics and stuff. They, new movies didn't come out in summer. And then Jaws came out, and everybody went to see it. Like, it made more money than they ever expected. And mm -hmm. now we get summer movies. Yeah. So, thanks, thanks, Jaws. Thanks, Spielberg. Uh, Spielberg had. Peter on the uh, writing team for the movie, but he went and made several changes and departures from the novel for the movie. And to the surprise of many, Peter was totally okay with that. He He's come out many times and said, yeah, I know how to write a book. I have no idea how to write a movie. Like, I, I was just kind of there to be like, oh, yeah. This happened in the book. How do you want to change it? You know, good on him. Oh, yeah. Uh, one of the biggest changes from the novel to the movie was the affair between police chief Martin Brody, uh, his wife, and Matt Harper, or Matt Hooper. The the shark scientist from the movie. Uh, yeah, in the book, they had a big affair story because Matt's older brother used to date the police chief's wife. And so I, I guess she wanted to go through the family tree or something. I guess. But in the movie, they were like... In the movie, they were like, "Yeah, no, we we don't want to. We That's don't too much work. <laughs> that that makes no sense for them being buddy buddy on the ship at the end of the movie." Uh, the movie would go on to spawn three sequels, which mm, were we not, don't talk about. They were not nearly as well received as the first movie. No, you know. even Dennis Quaid couldn't save them. You know, kind of like the crow. The first one's the best, and then the rest just kind of. We don't talk about. And Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park has that too. I'll talk about the Jurassic Park sequels. 
Uh, but yeah, it came out with three. Oh, hi, is the Zoomies done? It came out with three sequels and then several video games, which most of the video games weren't that good. <laughs> Lord is not a big gamer. I am. I played a lot of the Jaws video games. They were not that good. <laughs> I'll take your word for it. But there was one. I think it was Jaws Unleashed where it had a mission where Jaws got captured and taken to SeaWorld. <laughs> and so it was this whole stealth mission of escaping SeaWorld as the shark, and you had to fight um, a killer whale at the end of it. And it was so bad. It was bad. Alrighty then. <laughs> and, of course, the last piece of pop culture that I'm going to talk about and probably my favorite Jaws uh, pop culture is the song Rocking the Boat by Ice Nine Kills. Oh, which, yeah. Which, for our listeners, that's where the uh, intro of this story came from. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's, yeah, the song uh, is part of the, the first Silver Scream album. And it uses some of the, like the, it uses that in the song during the uh, guitar solo before we get to a really good breakdown. Yes. (laughs) Oh, uh, also for our listeners, the shark in Jaws was named Bruce. He would constantly break down on set because, surprise, surprise, Machines do not work well in water. So he would constantly break down. There is a very famous picture of uh, Spielberg kind of laying out in the shark's mouth uh, after a breakdown. And then um, after that, Bruce kind of became the go-to name for sharks in shark movies. You know, like the gray white in Finding Nemo. Who never knew his father? Poor baby. Poor baby. Poor Bruce. Uh, but yeah, that's everything I have written down. Yay! Oh, you. Um, I know it's not a direct correlation to the Massachusetts pop culture, but uh, Deep Blue Sea. Oh, Deep Blue Sea. I do like that movie. That that movie has one of my favorite Samuel L. Jackson performances in it. <laughs> just, because, just because you know exactly when they ran out of money to afford him in that movie. Yep. Oh, God. I like that there's a scar scar in it. Yes. And so the ad is Daddy's scar scar. And the second best Punisher. Oh, wait, yeah, Drew's not here to, like, say yes or no to that one. Um, Drew, when you're listening, John, John Barthenol, number one Punisher, Thomas Jane, number two Punisher. And then I don't, I don't remember the guy from Warzone's name. And then, uh, excuse me. Oh, God, what's the guy from Expendables? Dolph Lundgren. 
Dolph Lundgren? Punisher. Yeah, his Punisher movie was mm-hmm. bad. Dolph him. Lundgren. Ugh. But yeah, I, I, we get so, because of this, the 1916 shark attack, we get, it seems like every other summer, we, get a, a new, we get a new yeah. shark movie. Yeah, fucking, we got one this summer. Fucking two days ago, as of this recording, the trailer for Meg 2, the movie about the giant shark, uh, was released. And that Which nobody movie, wanted. That movie looks so stupid, and yet Devin, Nathan, and I want to go see it opening day. Of course. Just because do. it just looks so ridiculous. And I looked it up. Apparently, that movie is based on a book series, and there's like five or six books in total. So we're probably going to get four more movies. <laughs> And there's also another ridiculous movie coming out. Fast and Furious 55 or whatever. Yeah. But I kind of want to see that one because my man's in it and I need to support him because I'm not going to go see his other movie because they didn't listen to the internet. Say what? Hold on, there's children. What do you want? Hi, children. Uncle Kyle, love you. I have too much walking shoes. That's my own fault. Doesn't mean you should. I have handcuffs. You have a scrunchie, not handcuffs. Behold, listeners, motherhood. What? He he said hello. He loved you both. Now, shoe. Bye. Bye bye. See, see you. Someone. <laughs> yeah. Children. They're Love adorable. Little shits. I They're little, little pains in the butts, but I love them. They are my goblins. I miss them. I need to come visit y'all soon. Yo! But, uh, I'm trying to think what other... The 40... Was it 47 meters down? We had that shark movie for, come out a few years ago. Oh, no. There was a sequel. Yeah, listeners, we get a shark movie all the time because of this attack. Which is sad because sharks are, you know, they're just c- curious creatures. Yeah. Nine, nine times out of ten, if a shark is swimming towards you, it's going... It'll it might do a little exploratory bump or exploratory bite, but nine times out of ten, the shark is gonna realize you're not food and swim away. Yes, shark attacks happen, but so do I'm sitting here staring into her eyes as I say this. So do cat attacks. Cows. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure cows kill more people every year than sharks. Uh Chickens, geese, every animal is capable of attacking you. Sharks just get a bad reputation because they look weird. Mm-hmm. But hell, sharks are actually kind of chill. Dolphins are evil motherfuckers. Damn dolphins. Open water. The shallows. 
Yeah. Um, so, Lorna, now that we've defended sharks, uh, oh, also, quit, like, listeners, I, I know most of our listeners probably don't do this, don't fucking hunt sharks to just cut off their fins. That's stupid. Ew. Stop doing that. Hunting for sport is gross anyways. Yes. I, my my dad... Food, that's a totally different story. My dad is a big hunter, and he's always said hunting for food and using every part of the animal is what you're supposed to do. Trophy hunting, I hate so much. Because it's like, oh, well, you can get get a taxidermy of the animal you killed. I can go on Amazon and buy a fake bear to put in the corner of my room for a couple hundred bucks. I don't have to go kill a bear for it. If I want a, a, a... Ethically sourced taxidermy is fine. Yes. But don't hunt for sport or trophy. That's so gross. Uh, well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, what kind of shark do you think ate those people in 1916? A tiger shark? Is that the one you're thinking? It's either a tiger shark or a great white, because tiger sharks are aggressive. My money's on bull shark, because bull sharks have been shown to, like, enter lakes and be like, oh, salt water and fresh water. Either's fine with me. So mm-hmm. I think a bull shark did it. And they're mean fuckers. Yeah, bull sharks are, are even meaner than no, no, I got I got that backwards. Tiger sharks are the trash cans of the sea. Bull sharks are literally yeah. the bullies of the sea. Bull sharks are mean as fuck. I, I mm-hmm. fully believe a bull shark was the cause of it. And Oh, but I don't know about the lion tamer shark having uh, people in its belly. But this is the 1916. People end up disappearing in lakes for every reason under the sun. So People also disappear in lakes. Yeah. It could be any reason. Num num. But yeah, yeah no. that's all my notes for the New Jersey uh, shark attack of 1916. That is another man-eater in the books. How many more do I have? Six. I am officially halfway through, which means we are halfway through the year or something. I don't know. There's a you. <laughs> okay. Okay. So if you want to learn more about sharks. Literally, look up on YouTube any marine biologist breaks down shark attack scenes from movies. Marine biologist yeah. answers shark questions from Twitter. Shark expert rates 10 shark attacks in movies and TV. Those yes. are really Lorna informative. Has, she has sent me those videos and they are wonderful. Especially the marine biologist who breaks down shark attack scenes from movies. She's really, really, really cute. She is. And I was she, watching her. I was like, I want to learn more about sharks. <laughs> if somehow she's one of our listeners, 
if you want to come on the show, we'd love you to be on. We'll, we'll talk about, about any shark you want. That's we'll, that's how I love that dermal denticles are. We'll, we'll make fun of the Meg. We'll let whatever kind of sharks you want to talk about. We'll be here for it. We would love it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do we have anything else to talk about? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> That's we just in the recording there, just Lorna. No. Click. <laughs> um. No. We've already talked about next week's episode. Yes. Next week, we are doing our monster movie pitches. Uh, just at, and I'm sure we'll, I'll discuss this a little bit more before we get into the episode. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what? I coughed. I thought you said, shut the fuck up, Craig. I was like, what did Craig do? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Poor Craig. But, uh, yeah, so, listeners, just as a quick little refresher for that episode, we've each picked a Universal, like the Universal Studios, uh, monster. We're going to pitch our own movies, and we really don't have any kind of rules for it. Like, we can do it any genre, any time period. I'm pretty sure most of us are going to stick to horror, at least in some kind, as a genre. But, um, yeah, that's going to be a fun episode. Um, and I've already got the opener written for it. We just have to wait a week for it to get here. It will happen. Yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be so much fun. Hopefully Drew will be here and he's not working. So, you know, fingers crossed. Uh, we don't have tangents this week, so yay. Next week will be part two of the Hero Tournament. We had so many technical difficulties with part one. It was it was nuts. Was it rough? But it was rough. It was like a dog. Cool. Rough, rough. <laughs> it was as rough as shark skin. Uh, dermal denticles. This is just yeah. a to say. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Exus and sexus is still kind of fun. <laughs> I really like seeing those two together. Um, there was one we were talking about the other day. Of course, I can't, can't think of the word that was so much fun to say the other day. <sighs> of course. The bad part is, as soon as we're done recording, you and me are going to go back on Facebook Messenger, and it's going to hit you out of nowhere. Well, I think I was talking about it at work, but who knows? Yeah. I talk a lot. but uh, And that's why we love you. Did I just You're, see the it's... mummy is on Peacock? And the mummy return. <gasps> And the third one. Ooh. Ooh. I might have what? to do that tomorrow. It's Monty. Ooh. Yeah, I got to figure out what I want to do tomorrow. I'm off tomorrow. 
I, well, I'm going to go see Guardians of the Galaxy with Dad and my aunt and uncle, but then, like, afterwards, I don't know. Ash and I will probably crash on the couch. I have to do my civic duty. Yeah. Boo. Mm-hmm. But right. on Friday, well, I was going to say on Friday, Jeremy and the girls are taking me out for Mother's Day. Oh. Uh-huh. And then for Mother's Day, I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm. I'm off Mother's Day. I will probably crash on the couch. Well, I have one mama. I'm gonna text and be like, "Happy Mother's Day," and then like Lorna, I'll probably text. But you know. You can text my mom. What? You could totally text my mom. Oh, that's that's who I'm gonna text. I'm gonna send her a message. And be like, Happy Mother's Day, Mama. You know you're definitely adopting. Oh yeah. But uh. All right. All right. Do your thing. Until next time, stay out of the shadows. Drew's line. You know, there's a shark. That is super fast, and then they used it in, in, in uh, Deep Blue Sea. It's called a Mako shark, and it's one of the fastest sharks. I did not know that. I knew they used a Mako shark, but I didn't know it was, like, super fast. Mm-hmm. Also, listeners, I don't have anything witty to say, so... Vanish! I got you. <laughs>